Hey, welcome to Father in Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. Today's episode, I'm going to fill you in on how my life has been going for the last couple of months, and I'm going to take that content and I'm going to bring it around to a question at the end that I think all of us as dads need to ask ourselves periodically, and that is, is my agenda really that important? I told her goodnight, I stepped out of her room, and I just kind of stood there because I got a good reminder that my kids love me unconditionally and sometimes for reasons that I can't even explain. And what I gained from that exchange was way more valuable than anything else that I was going to gain from doing whatever was on my agenda. If you're a dad who wants to embrace your God-given mission, make sure you subscribe to Fathering Our Future wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also get more content on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you want even more than that, then head over to www.fatheringourfuture.com. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. This episode is probably going to be pretty rough because I feel a little bit out of place. And full disclosure, I think I have started this episode and stopped it and started over probably 13 times now, but this time, I don't care how bad it is, I'm just going to roll with it. So I'm warning you, if this episode is sloppier than usual, well, I tried to tell you. I have not recorded a podcast by myself in at least a couple of months now. My wife had a foot surgery on June 19th, and everything in our house changed. So that's that's what I'm going to fill you in on, on how everything has been going since then. But I haven't had to record an episode because in May and early June, I was all over it. I was recording episodes by myself. I'd locked in a number of different interviews. I have maybe come to this mic three times since my wife had her foot surgery, twice for other people, and once... Th- with an interview that I did with Rod Richard that aired a couple of weeks ago. He's with Forfeit Fatherhood. Everything else that you have heard from me has been pre-recorded and locked in for a long time. Now, that wasn't the plan. I was just trying to be efficient in what I was doing and have everything scheduled out for a rainy day. Well, we hit a rainy season, and so now I'm out of, well, I'm almost out. I have at least another one in the tank for next week, which I would encourage you as a Christian dad to make sure you catch. It was my interview with Dr. William Lane Craig. He is a world-renowned Christian apologist, and we're talking about how we equip our children to be defenders of their faith and ultimately witnesses of their faith. Great interview comes out next week, September the 11th. Make sure you check that out. But this is the first time that I'm coming to the mic to actually give you an episode by myself. I'm recording this September the 3rd, goes out tomorrow, Labor Day, which by the way, I hope you have a wonderful, hope you had a wonderful weekend and a great Labor Day. Hopefully you're listening to this after you've spent time with your friends and family and loved ones. Now, I'm telling you about how my last couple of months have gone because, you know, I think all of us as fathers and as men, we have an agenda. We have things that we want to do. We have items on our to-do list that we would like to check off. We want to feel like we're making progress. We're all that way. 
And the last couple of months, my agenda was basically ripped to shreds. And it caused some frustration, but I want to kind of walk through it a little bit, and I want to tell you how it went for me, and I want to tell you about something that happened that just kind of slapped me in the face and helped me realize something better than my own agenda. So June 19th, my wife had a foot surgery. I'm not a podiatrist, so I'm not going to go into the details of why she had a foot surgery because I don't know. Anyway, she's one of one in 20 people who have this extra bone in their foot when they're born. Long story short, she had to have it removed and have another bone shaved down, have a tendon reattached. She was in a cast for six weeks, and then she was in a boot for a couple weeks following that. Then she had to wear shoes, but her movement was still rather limited, doing physical therapy, still doing physical therapy, doing significantly better. But that eight-week period of my wife being in a cast and then being in a boot, that was tough work. Now, we talked about it before. I wanted her to do this surgery because in the long run, it is way better for her to do. I was all in favor of this. And I knew that this meant she would be on the couch with ice on her foot, medicated, just chilling all day, every day until she was up and moving for physical therapy. I knew that. So I knew everything would fall on me. And that's exactly how it went. I took care of breakfast. I took care of getting the kids ready for school. I took care of getting the kids to school. I took care of lunch for my wife and I. I took care of me and my wife. I know some English Nazis are going to call me on that. I'll go ahead and call myself. I had to take care of dinner. I had to pick the kids up from school. I had to do the whole bedtime routine by myself. I had to take care of baths for the kid. I had to do laundry. I had to do anything and everything. Now, you might listen to this and think, it's not so bad. I don't think that you could wrap your mind around what it would be like to do everything plus take care of your wife who can't do anything for herself unless you've been in that situation. Because I thought going into this, no problem, happy to do it. And I would still say, happy to do it again, but next time I would know this is probably going to suck a little bit. Full disclosure, I didn't have a smile on my face by the time I was done doing this. I would do it for the rest of my life if my family needed me to do it, but I would not, um, I would not ever want this to happen again because that's a lot it really is a lot, especially when you and your wife do things together and your kids have an expectation of how things go with a with a duo as their parents. My, my wife and I, we are partnered together in this thing called parenting. And so I feel like we're able to do a lot more between the two of us. And my kids have this expectation and I don't want things to change for them and so I'm trying to do the work of my wife and myself, and that was exhausting. That was tiring. There was a lot that I wanted to do that I did not get to do, especially even with my wife being home every day, just having to be on call and standby, not saying that it is something that I was unhappy about, but when you have an agenda, 
And when you have expectations and you have a plan of what you would like to do and things that you would like to work on, but you feel that, in my case, I felt my wife is top priority. I need to be there to take care of her. She can't get up. She can't move. I have got to do this. I've got to be close by. I've got to be in a place where I can break away at any moment to go and help her. So I didn't think I could sit down and do a podcast because in this instance, geez, it's taken me 30 minutes just to get this far. Uh, kind of ashamed to say, but again, I'm rusty. And so I knew I, I can't I can't be isolated for 15 or 20 minutes or an hour if I'm going to conduct an interview. I can't do that because that just leaves her with nothing. If she needs something, if she needs to get up and go to the restroom, if she needs help, I've got to be there to assist her. I just didn't think I could do it. And still, knowing that, there were still times where I hoped that I could you know, sit and do something. I wanted to be able to record podcasts, and I have a lot of notes for episodes that I will record in the coming days, and I wanted to do a lot of writing. There's a book that I want to write, and I want to title it Fathering Our Future, and I want to talk about everything that I talk about in these micro versions on these episodes. I want to put it all together in just this big book that explains what we are doing as fathers, what I understand we are doing as fathers. I didn't get to finish that. I did get to finish a book, though. Shameless plug. I wrote this book right here called Cut the Crap. It's direct tips for becoming a dad. So if you're listening to this podcast, you might not need it. I think it would still be helpful. So I would recommend that you still check it out. And I'll put a link to it in the description of this episode. But I do think that this would be a great resource. This is something that I would have enjoyed when I was becoming a father. Full disclosure, and I even say this in the book, I don't like to read large books. I like information in bite-sized pieces, especially with books. I can read through a book, but I'm not going, because the way that I read, I just, I read to understand, and I feel like I understand better when I can read out loud. So I have to be alone to be able to do that, obviously, because I don't want to be the weirdo in you know, Taco Bell or Starbucks just be like, oh, you know, reading everything out loud. I don't, I don't want to do that because people will think I'm crazy, and there goes my credibility, and I don't think I'm that crazy. But I will read a portion of this in the preface, just the opening paragraph, just so you can kind of get a taste of what this is, because I did write something in this opening paragraph that I think is huge for men becoming fathers to understand. So if you know anyone getting ready to become a dad or someone who just became a father and you want to get them a little gift, I would highly recommend this. Like I say, it's a good place to start. But here's what I wrote in the preface. I wrote, becoming a dad is a really big deal. And you probably realize that if you are reading this book. I knew fatherhood was important from the beginning, but I did not realize how big of a deal it really was. I knew it would change my life but I did not realize how much of my life I would need to change as well. There's another sentence, but that's the big thing that I think is helpful in the mentality of a man who is getting ready to become a father. We know that when we have a kid, our life is going to change. And so often we're prompted to get these physical items and set them up so that as the baby enters our home, we're prepared and we're ready but as I became a father, I realized there's a ton that I have to change in myself. And that's what I focus on in this book, Cut the Crap. I only talk about six things. I have some areas for application questions, some notes. There is an ebook that you can get. Obviously, I didn't include it in the ebook, and I will record the audio version of that. And 
I imagine it will take me roughly an hour to read through the book. So it'll be a quick listen, but I do think it is focused, it is concentrated, it's short. I cut the crap, hence the title. So if you need a good book to go through, just as a reminder, or if you want to get a book, again, for a new father or someone who's about to be a dad, get them cut the crap by me. I hope it will bless other people and they will enjoy it. But I did get to do that. Now let me get back to where I'm going. This is a train wreck of an episode, but I'm not going to stop it again. I'm just going to keep rolling, so stick with me here. Anyway, there was a lot that I wanted to do that I did get to do, and as I got closer to the end of everything, I was getting frustrated a lot faster because I felt like the agenda that I had was literally just burning in my mind, and I was going to forget things. I was not going to get to do things. It was frustrating. I was getting shorter with the kids, and by the end of every evening, all I wanted to do was sit down. That became my agenda at the end. I just wanted to sit down. I wanted to be able to just disengage and just sit. I didn't want to watch anything. I didn't want to read anything. I just wanted to sit there with my eyes open and just take in nothing. That's what I wanted to do. One night, closer to the end of this season that we went through, my kids were being kids. They're at the dinner table and they're loud and rambunctious, and I'm making dinner, and they're being crazy. I've served them dinner, and I've told them many times at this point, stop being so crazy and eat your food. You've got to eat your food. That's why you're at the table. And they were having a hard time listening. But, you know, they continued on. And then they started talking about something that they wanted to do with me. My kids love to wrestle with me, but we don't call it wrestling. Every dad does this with their kids, but because I grew up as a Christian and watched a lot of parody clips of uh, Benny Hinn, if you have never seen the clip of, it's like a medley of Benny Hinn clips, and it is dubbed over the song, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. If you've never watched that on YouTube, I would encourage you to go bless yourself and check that out. (laughs) But um, because of that, I call wrestling with the kids Pastor Benny. So my kids ask me, Almost every night, can we play Pastor Benny before we go to bed? And I don't play it with them as much as I should. I'll be honest with you there. But like I said, not perfect, trying to be better every day. But my kids were eager for my involvement, and they were begging me to play Pastor Benny with them. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't want to play because I wanted to sit down, and I wanted to disengage, and I wanted to take in nothing. That's what I wanted. So they stopped asking, and they were eating their food, and then they started talking about the all-time favorite topic of children anywhere in the world, poop, butt, and fart. And they're going on and on about this, and we tolerate that in the house, but we don't allow it at the dinner table. Like, we have mercy, obviously, if it happens, and sometimes it's funny and we laugh too. But as a general rule, we don't talk about poop, butts and fart at the table while we're eating. So I had a plan because originally I told the kids maybe to Pastor Benny and saying maybe already in my mind trying to figure out how I get out of playing Pastor Benny with my kids. But then I had a plan because they were talking about poop, butts, and fart. I told them, if you say anything else about poop, butts, and fart or anything related to those If you say anything about that again while you're at the table, 
we will not play Pastor Benny. Now, inside I was almost rejoicing because I knew my kids are six, four, and two. There is no way they can resist from talking about poop, butts, and fart. They can't. So I knew I have I've stated the reason why. This will be what I reference at bedtime as to why we can't do it. I don't have to play Bastard Benny. I'm out of this. I've done it. And I was happy about that. Fast forward a little bit, send the kids upstairs to get ready for bed and, you know, have some playtime by themselves. Talking to my wife, she was laying in the bed. We're having a good conversation. It's good to have conversations with your wife on a regular basis. And I think my son came down once. He said, hey, Dad, do you think we can play Pastor Benny? And I was like, dude, you talked about farts again at the table. No. So it goes back up. My wife and I keep talking. 15 minutes later, my daughter Reagan comes down. Hey, Dad, can we play Pastor Benny? Can you come play Pastor Benny with us? I'm like, no, you're talking about farts at the table. My wife and I keep talking. And a few minutes after my wife and I continue talking, my wife said, you know, the kids really want to play Pastor Benny with you. She said, I know you gave them the rule, but you, you should go play with them. So begrudgingly, I go upstairs and I play Pastor Benny with my kids for a lot longer than I said I would. I told them we'd play for five minutes and we played a lot longer than that. Because when I started engaging with my kids, I started having fun. And I started realizing, yeah, this is a lot better than just sitting and taking in nothing. And here's the thing that really got me. When I finally realized how late it was, I told the kids, all right, we got to go to bed. And at this point, my daughter Jojo, the youngest, we did a really bad job of teaching her how to go to bed on her own. So I had to stay in the room with her until she was asleep. I walked out of the room and then I closed my son's door and I went into my daughter's Reagan's room and she had a lamp at the time on her nightstand and she always liked to turn it on because it helped her stay awake. She looked asleep. I walked in, I turned that on, turned, turned her lamp off and she made eye contact with me. She smiled. She said, Daddy, I love you. I said, I love you too, Reagan. And then she said, she said, Daddy, I'm so happy that you played Pastor Benny with us. I had so much fun. And I hope you have a wonderful night's sleep. I told her good night. I stepped out of her room and I just kind of stood there. Because I got a good reminder that my kids love me unconditionally and sometimes for reasons that I can't even explain. And what I gained from that exchange was way more valuable than anything else that I was going to gain from doing whatever was on my agenda. So that was an eye-opener for me. And I remember standing in the hall thinking, my agenda is not that important. And that was that was the inspiration for what I'm talking to you about today. So let me tell you a few things from this story, and then we'll wrap it up. First thing is make sure you have conversations with your wife and make sure you value her input because my wife was right in telling me to go play with the kids. That was the right thing to do. I did not want to do it. Had she said nothing about it, I would not have done it. Listen to your wife. Value her words. The other thing that came to me when I was thinking about rest, that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to sit. I just wanted to rest. And 
I started thinking about how God rested. And God's rest is a little bit different than the rest that I wanted. I wanted nothingness, disengagement. I just wanted to sit isolated and alone. People like to talk about God in Genesis. On the seventh day, he rested. And this isn't the same as us. God wasn't tired. The psalmist writes that God doesn't slumber or sleep. When the Bible talks about God resting, it means that he settled with his creation. He stopped working on his creation, and he settled with and was present with his creation. When I did that with my kids, that's what actually refreshed me. That's what renewed my mentality as a father. That is what gave me the life that I feel had been drained out of me from doing everything that I was doing. So remember, sometimes the rest that you want is not the rest that you actually need. Sometimes the rest that you need is to settle and be present and involved with your kids. And then the last thing was the question that I posed at the beginning of the episode. Is my agenda really that important? Yes, there are things I want to do personally. There are things that I'd like to do for this podcast. I'd like this podcast and fathering our future be to be in a totally different place than it is. And it's not. And that that bugs me. But at the same time, I realize that time will help in all of those efforts. And I also realize now that, you know, my kids are little ones. And do I miss out on these times? Do I sacrifice the time with my kids right now in these formative years? So much happens when our kids are young. And I don't think we understand that as much as we need to. Brain development, habits, traits, just so much about their character and their identity is formed by the time they're like 10 years old. And it all starts from the moment they're born. And I think we miss that. And so the point that I got to was, is my agenda really that important? And the answer is no. But what I want you to do is I want you to think about what you're doing. I want you to think about where your kids are. I want to think about everything you want to achieve and what your family looks like right now. And I just want you to take time to ask yourself that question. Your story is not going to look like my story. I, God, I hope it doesn't. <laughs> I hope I hope that your wife's not out of commission and that you have to do this all on your own because I wouldn't wish that on anyone. It, that's tough work. It really is. Stay-at-home moms, I mean, kudos to them, but stay-at-home moms who then have to take care of a grown adult who can't take care of themselves in addition to the kids. It's like, whoa, like that was tough. So I don't wish that on anyone. I hope your story does look a lot different than mine. But regardless of what it looks like, I think you can still find yourself in a place where it's appropriate to ask the question, is my agenda really that important? Now, I'm not going to answer it. I know what my answer is. I've told you my answer. But I want you to think about everything going on. I want you to think about the things that you want to get done. And I want you to be honest with yourself and answer the question. And if you think your agenda is that important, then do your thing. But if you don't think so, well, then that is going to require you to figure out, well, then what do I do? How do I prioritize my life? How do I value my life? Is prayer more important than the things that I want to do? Then maybe I should pray more. Is my wife and time with her more important than the things that I just want to do? And if so, well, maybe I should spend a little bit more time talking and listening to her. Is time with my kids 
more important than the things that I want to do? And if so, then how do you spend more time with them? If you want to take Pastor Benny because you think it's funny, go for it. I don't care. I'm happy to share the game with anyone. A lot of people don't like it, but a lot of people are my kids. So my kids love it, and that's why we do it. Anyway, that's how my life has been going for the last couple of months. And I feel like I have rambled and I've gone a little bit longer than I typically go. So I'm going to wrap it up and just encourage you one more time to ask yourself the question, is my agenda really that important? One more time since I have it in front of me, I wrote the book, Cut the Crap, Direct Tips for Becoming a Dad. Again, this is going to be great for men becoming fathers for the first time, for new dads. Even if you are a dad and you just want to get it to support fathering our future, support what I'm trying to do. And honestly, I think if you'll go through this and read it, I think you'll probably find some things that um, you've never done. And it's never too late to do those things. I've got some funny stuff in here. There's some stuff that made me laugh. My wife just shook her head when she read it. So maybe you just get the book to figure out what those things were. Anyway, you can get the book. I'll put the link in the description of the episode. Again, I'm going to wrap it up. Ask yourself, is my agenda really that important? Thank you for being with me. This is Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I hope you'll join me next time. Thank you again for listening to Fathering Our Future. If this episode has served you or you believe it will serve another dad in the future, make sure that you leave a like, a comment, a review, or share this so that it can reach another dad. And so that you don't miss out on another episode, make sure you subscribe to Fathering Our Future wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, for more great content, head over to www.fatheringourfuture.com.